Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Bring back the motherfucking gunshots Cause it's been a minute And then there was bass Good evening motherfuckers and motherfuckers This is your host Young Dolomite Of the Too Much Gang Podcast Live from the Boom Boom Room Once again Shout out to all the returning listeners Shout out to the new motherfucking listeners How all y'all doing tonight You know Today is Black Friday So I'm not really expecting a bunch of motherfuckers To be here for the live And that's cool You know it is what it is on that shit The only reason I'm really doing this shit Is just cause I'm a consistent nigga I say I'm gonna be here on Fridays It's Friday so I'm here I haven't wrote shit This shit kinda caught me by surprise today I'm not even gonna bullshit with y'all Like I was kinda like I don't know the week I, I guess it just kinda got ahead of me It been a lot going on You know um, I got my mom in town and shit You know so that's a beautiful motherfucking thing You know I had to go to Vegas And pick her up yesterday Like in shit yesterday A nigga literally drove a thousand miles Like you know just counting from Like when I left work To You know like I got home Probably took like an hour nap Then I drove straight to motherfucking Vegas Like from where I live at Fresno is about 265 miles Some shit like that So you know I had like a little 500 and some mile work day Then I had like a 400 and something mile drive back and forth to Vegas So a nigga drove a thousand miles yesterday A nigga was dog motherfucking tired You know usually Thursday nights Is like the night that I write my show You know I like to get all this shit Ready for y'all and shit What's going on Rosie in the live You already know the deal Already got my glass and all that good old shit But yeah man you know I Did me a little thousand mile drive yesterday you know, that was usually the time that I used to write my show. So today it's going to be a motherfucking freestyle. You know, today's episode, the the, the title of this bitch going to be the Black Friday freestyle. Because it is Black Friday. And, you know, of all the Black Fridays, this one, you know, just like everything else that's been happening, you know, this year, 2020, you know, with the the whole COVID shit, these quarantines, these lockdowns, and, you know, all that weird ass shit, like, you know, Black Friday don't feel like it usually feel. You know, a bunch of motherfuckers usually climbing over each other to go get TVs and Xboxes and Playstations and, you know, all that old shit. This year, I don't know, dog. Even though a bunch of niggas trying to buy the TV that's playing behind me and shit because I got another TV. But not for sale, doggy. I'm putting that in a separate room. But uh, anyway, you know, it... I'm just going to talk about the shit that I've been seeing in the news as of recent. You know, um, everybody been sharing the the Dave Chappelle special. You know, um, I think it's called Unforgiven, where he's talking about his, his you know, his situation with Netflix streaming the Chappelle show. And um, I think HBO Max is also streaming the Chappelle show. And, you know, he pissed off because he's not getting paid for that shit. You know, and I, I give him the utmost of props. For, you know, just basically integrity and shit like that, you know, because like Dave Chappelle, you know, to me, part to me personally, I feel like he's the greatest comedian of all time. Like Richard Pryor is up there. Like, I feel like they one A and one B, but for sure, Chappelle is one A. Like Dave Chappelle is, is the funniest motherfucker to ever speak into a microphone, in my opinion. You know, and he's looking at a situation where, you know, I. I did an episode signed, you know, the dotted line, you know, where I talked about contracts and looking into what's in these contracts and, you know, things of that nature. And the situation with Dave Chappelle, 
you know, from what I was talking about in that episode was like, you know, always read the contract, always look into the terms of anything that you're going into. And, you know, with that, a, a big part of what I was talking about, you know, to, to parallel it in a life, because like I always, you know, talk about expectations and um, intentions, you know, anything you're going into, you should always know what, you, you know, basically name your price. Always know why you're going into something and what you're getting out of the thing that you're going into. You know, and he was explaining that, you know, when he signed the contract for Chappelle's show, you know, he was kind of broke at the time. Like he wasn't as cracking as he was after the show, you know, and it sucks to not have the foresight to see that something like that is going to crack off the way that it did, you know, because, you know, he, he he's known probably his whole life that he was a fucking savant, that he's a motherfucking, you know, a, a fucking genius, my nigga, a fucking prodigy. You know, but I don't think he's he foresaw the success of Chappelle's show, you know. So when it was time for him to dip out, you know, he was under contract. And in the situation of the contract that he was in, they were able to make money off of his motherfucking image without paying him for that shit. You know, and it's going to hurt to do this goddamn boycott because I am going to participate. I'm not going to stream fucking Chappelle's show, even though I do have HBO Max. You know, as bad as I want to watch that shit because it's fucking hilarious. You know, everybody who know me know I'm all about principles and shit. Like, you know, just on the strength of how much I fuck with Dave Chappelle, I'm not going to watch that shit. As much as I enjoy watching that shit. Because honestly, nigga, maybe probably like three or four days ago I was watching that shit. Before I watched this fucking special that uh, Dave put on Instagram, nigga, I was watching Chappelle's show. I was watching that shit with my daughter. Nigga, I love fucking Chappelle's show. That's like my favorite fucking show. But, you know, just on the strength of how I fuck with Dave, luckily I got the motherfucking DVD on some real shit. So I'm just going to have to find me something to play a fucking DVD on to watch that shit. Have to watch that bitch on my fucking Xbox or something. But, you know, just with the whole shit with Dave, it's like, you know, this this is a cautionary tale. Like, this parallels of what Joe Budden was talking about you know, because I spoke about that shit, you know, maybe about a month or two ago, like when they was getting out of their Spotify deal. Like a lot of these contractual situations, these motherfuckers is really making slaves out of talented motherfuckers. Like they they really putting in these contracts that they can use your fucking likeness in perpetuity, which means fucking forever with or without your fucking consent. You know, and it's like you can't really blame Comedy Central, you know, because, you know, they take advantage of motherfuckers. A lot of these corporations take advantage of motherfuckers. And on day end, it's like, my nigga, like, we not finna stop raping this motherfucking cash cow because they know anything that they put Chappelle's name on gonna fucking make money. You know, so it's like, it is what it is. You know, the motherfuckers gotta do what they gotta do like you gotta do what you gotta do. You know, but I'm rooting for Chappelle for sure because I'm always going to be on the side of the motherfucking talent, you know, because I consider myself to be talent, you know, and I would hate to get into a situation where let's just say a streaming service was like, oh, yeah, nigga, we want to we want to stream the too much game podcast. You know, we going to give you, say, five million dollars. And I'm like, for sure, shit, five million dollars, nigga, that's a one. Hell yeah. You know, especially speaking from. Right now, the situation that I'm in right now, like five million dollars sound like a lot to a nigga like me right now, because nigga, I for sure ain't never seen nothing close to a a five million motherfucking dollars. I ain't seen close to one million dollars like nigga. I'm I'm more than happy with the hundred thousand dollars that I pull down every year. Like to me, that shit is a grip. But five million is like, God damn, nigga, it would literally take me what motherfucking 50 years to get that shit. So, nigga, I'd jump on it, but it would suck to look, say, five or six years down the line and realize that of the five million they gave me, they made 75 million and say something goes negatively where I don't want to fuck with them no more. And now they in the position where they could just keep on running too much game podcast and I'm somewhere doing what I'm doing and knowing they making money off my ass and I'm no longer getting paid. I got my five million and that five million is all the fuck that I'm going to get from here on out from my intellectual property. Like that shit got to fucking suck, dog. 
you know, and like looking into, you know, the, the situations with a lot of these creative people, like, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, it goes to more of, you know, I got them on my shirt. Like what Nipsey be saying, like my nigga, like own your own shit, you know, distribute your own shit. And the thing is, you know, it might not get as big as it would get with a lot of these corporate machines and these networks and these, you know, these entities that could distribute your shit on a mass scale. But at least, you know, at the end of the day, all the money that it makes is your money. The percentage that it's going to come to you is the lion's share of the percentage. It ain't going to be like, you know, some little suck ass deal where they like, oh, well, you know. You know, because in these contracts, like I said, these motherfuckers got, oh, yeah, we're going to use your name and your likeness. And the thing about it is like how he has said in his special, like I can't even use Chappelle's show if I wanted to because they own that name. Like the shit is fucking crazy. Like it's a lot of creatives, like artists, musicians and things of that nature who don't even own their fucking name. Like they can't even put their name on something outside of the contract that they signed because in the contract you literally signed away your fucking name, dog. Like whether that be a stage name or your real name, like these niggas own your name. So if your name is like fucking, I don't know, Little Terry Bone or some shit, them niggas own the name Little Terry Bone. So now you got to fucking call yourself Medium Terry Bone because when you leave out of your contract, these niggas own your shit. Like, and that shit is fucking crazy. Uh, New Normal 2 podcast said, read the contract. Get a lawyer you trust to check the loopholes. Man, the thing is, I'm sure a lot of people have done that. A lot of motherfuckers had lawyers. And the thing about the, the wording of a lot of these fucking contracts is these niggas be using some fucking crazy legal language that a lot of motherfuckers, even with a lawyer, still end up getting booped. Like they still get the raw end of the motherfucking deal because even as good as a lawyer could read a contract, understand the contract, it's still some shit in that contract that it's like a 50 50 situation. You know, like with me, I'll be telling motherfuckers all the time, like, you know, when I was buying my house, I was letting my wife do all that shit because it was so much shit you had to read and go through. And the thing with a lot of motherfuckers, especially when you're talking big ass numbers, like it, it's a situation where it's like a motherfucker telling you, look, nigga, five million, take it or leave it. And you not even really thinking about like, damn, what am I giving up for this five million dollars? All you think about is five million dollars because five million dollars is like life changing money to a regular motherfucker. You know, because at the time that Dave Chappelle got that show, like it, he wasn't current greatest comedian of all time, Dave Chappelle. He was fucking half-baked, you know, every now and then you'll see him in a small role, like how he was in um The Nutty Professor as the fucking stand-up comedian that got beat up. He was in, um like, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Like, you know, Dave Chappelle wasn't, like, this giant name when he got the show. I think he had just did, like, um maybe Killing Him Softly, which was fucking hilarious. It was literally a classic you know, hour long special, but at the same time, he wasn't like the biggest motherfucker. He wasn't like no Kevin Hart or no shit like that. So for him to get some shit where it's, you know, multiple millions, I'm sure that nigga hopped on that shit, you know, and I, I, I wouldn't think that he would be dumb enough to not go into the situation with a lawyer present. But at the same time, I really feel like his lawyer probably explained the terms like, yeah, nigga, it's going to be some situations like this. You know, they're going to use your name. They're going to use this. They gonna give you the show, but it's five million dollars. He like shit, nigga. Five million? Hell yeah, let's do that shit. Even though the terms is fucked up, when somebody tell you it's some money that your ass don't even have a comprehension of, a lot of motherfuckers jump out the window. You know these motherfuckers tell you, oh nigga, I'm gonna give you say seventeen million, and in your head you like shit, hell yeah, like in your head you raping them. But, you know, it's like um, Master P said. He said that shit. I don't know when he actually said it, but it was on Solange album on, like, one of the skits. And he was like, man, if these motherfuckers willing to offer me a million dollars, I got to be worth at least five. You know, and a lot of times, like, this is how you got to look at yourself in a lot of these situations. This is how you got to value yourself 
in a lot of these, you know, situations, whether that be a contract that you signing, you know, with your intellectual property or shit, nigga, just dealing with people in general, my nigga. You know, like you should always be trying to negotiate ownership of your shit. You know, especially when it comes to your intellectual property. Like, you know, like how he was talking about how we could use your image and likeness in perpetuity. At that point, once you say my image and likeness in perpetuity, I got to walk away from that shit. Like, I don't give a fuck how much money you offering me. I can't allow you to, to own my fucking name, my likeness. Like, nah, nigga, like you can get this special. You know, like with, with certain situations, like you could like like with, with record contracts, like I'll give you three albums. You can own these three albums. You could even own the masters of these three albums. These three albums for sure, my nigga. If you're gonna pay me a grip of money, these three albums, you own these three. But you do not have my fucking image, my likeness, and my name. Though that shit is non fucking negotiable. And that be the problem, you know, a lot of times with a lot of these contractual situations, like like I said in the, the, the episode, the dotted line, I was talking about Meg's contract because, you know, a lot of motherfuckers were shitting on Meg because Meg is in a fucking 360. She in a slave deal like Meg is probably making pennies on the dollar as far as like what she earns musically. But at the same time, like I be telling motherfuckers, nigga, if you were sitting in the same seat Meg was sitting in. You probably would have made the same fucking mistakes because, like, you know, Meg is a college-educated woman. If y'all hear me on these podcasts a lot of times, I... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're thinking about becoming a nurse, it's important for you to know not all nursing degrees are the same. Xavier University gives you the power of three. Choose from three start dates and three in-person learning sites to prepare as a holistic nurse, helping people improve health, wellness, and well-being. The 16-month accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing from Xavier, an exceptional degree that prepares exceptional nurses. Search Xavier ABSN. I haven't been like speaking the highest of Meg's intelligence. But at the same time, you can't discount the fact that this woman is an educated person. Like, I don't just assume her to be a stupid motherfucker. But she's in a fucked up deal as far as, you know, her her music contract. But just like how she's in a fucked up deal, a lot of your favorite musicians are in fucked up deals. Shit, like, you know, a lot of motherfuckers diss Drake for being signed to a nigga that's signed to a nigga that's signed to a nigga. But Drake is like an outlier because he's made so much motherfucking money. You can't even tell. Like, and, and even with that, like I talked about in the integrity episode where I had said, you know, and this was, you know, uh, before the demise of the great Nipsey Hussle, I had said, I would rather be Nipsey Hussle than Drake. And the reason that I had said that was because at the end of the day, even though Drake has more money, like he has more dollars financially, Nipsey Hussle had more control over his destiny as far as his business dealings. Like he had control over his image. He had control over his name. He had control over his music, where it went, how it got played, where it got played, how much he got paid for when it got played. With Drake, everything is owned by labels and his machine. But the thing is, Drake has been so successful in what he's done. Like, even if this nigga made one penny off of every motherfucking album he sold, he'll still be a millionaire. Like this nigga Drake. It is probably honestly generating billions of dollars, even though he's making multiple millions. And it looks like a lot because this nigga got a crazy house and he got a jet and all of that type of shit. I know for a fact Drake is probably literally generating billions of dollars for his label. But compared to what he's getting, like it looked like it's a lot because to the average motherfucker, it's a lot of money, you know, because the comparison that I made 
in the the integrity episode I was talking about. Like, you know, yes, Drake has more money than Nipsey, but Nipsey got control. And I would rather have control over my destiny than money. Because like they talk about athletes and they call them niggas million dollar slaves. Because when you look at what you get compared to what you earn, I know that shit got to feel fucked up. You know, like this is one of the reasons like how I always talk about millionaires killing themselves. I feel like this is a big part of why a lot of millionaires kill themselves. Because when they look at what they got as a as compared to what they earn, that shit got to hurt. You know, like to us, average motherfuckers, it's like, nigga, you a fucking millionaire. Shut the fuck up. But when you the millionaire and you like, yeah, nigga, I'm a millionaire. Yeah, I got five million. But I don't like the fact that the nigga who gives me my five million got fifty five million off of what I did. You getting a, a, a you getting pen, literally pennies on the dollar as far as what you earn it. You know, it's just like it. it a, a lot of us as employees on some real shit. You know, like when you look at what you generate as far as what you do at work, like look at what the CEO of your company is getting off of your work. Like I remember that shit when I saw hard rebar. Like I, I went into the boss, uh, my boss's office, like the, the owner of the company at the time, because I worked for a very small company. You know, like it was one of them companies where the owner of the company is always on site. So I, I went in there, you know, because I had delivered some some freight to a, a, a customer and I had the receipt and you know I'm looking at the receipt like damn nigga so this motherfucking load I think I think at the time the load made like 25 bands like $25,000 so I'm looking at that shit like hold on my nigga I worked about six hours to deliver this load at like $15 a fucking hour so I'm like nigga nah G like nigga I made like $90 and you made 25 bands. I'm going to need a bigger chunk of that shit. You know, and it's like as as a lot of these celebrities and shit, I'm sure they be looking at their shit the same way. You know, like when you look at the box office numbers like, oh, this movie made $177 million. And you the fucking star of the movie. And you like, well, damn, nigga, the movie made $177 million and I got $2 million? Hold on, nigga. How many niggas was was involved in making this money, making this movie? Okay, so how much was this? How much was that? How much was this? You know, and then you looking at shit like, damn, nigga. So we made all this, and I only got paid this, and this was my role. You know, a lot of time that shit hurt. You know, like so for Dave Chappelle, you know, like how he was saying, like, nigga, go go downstairs and and look in accounting and see how much that shit made. For me to be getting zero off that shit. You know, because in one instance, he got paid to do it. He got paid to make Chappelle's show. I'm sure there there was a dollar amount that he was paid to do it. But, you know, when you think about that back end, like that was the thing that Nipsey was talking about. Like, you know, his his mixtape that might have came after Crenshaw. It was called Mailbox Money. And that's what he was talking about. You know, he was talking about the, them residuals, them royalties, that back end, you know, because, yeah, of course, it's cool to get that money on that front end. Like, OK, for sure, I got paid for doing the shows like a motherfucking employee. Cool. But now that they rerun these motherfuckers, them niggas is, you know, they they getting paid for the same thing over and over again. My nigga, like this was the reason that Napster was such a big fucking fight. With these music labels, companies, artists, and things of that nature. You know, like how they were saying, oh, you're you're stealing our music. You're stealing our music. And us as the consumer, us as the thief, we looking at this shit like, nigga, I ain't stealing a goddamn thing. It's a song, my nigga. It's a copy. I'm only taking the copy of something that's already been made. But the thing is, my nigga, from the artist perspective, and my niggas in this motherfucker, you know, shout out to my nigga, Lieutenant Music. My nigga, when it comes to you as an artist, yes, you're still in a copy of something that I made one time. But at the same time, a lot of my money is made off of those copies that I sell. You know, so, yeah, nigga, you stealing something that you feel like is free. Like, oh, nigga, all I did was copy a, a piece of that shit. But my nigga, that's my bread and butter, dog. 
Like nigga, if a million of these motherfuckers get stolen, that's a million. You know, if I get a dollar off of each, that's a a, a million dollars that got stolen. You know, so like with Dave Chappelle, my nigga, like the reason he's so pissed off is because he know for a fact, nigga Chappelle show making money hand over fist with his motherfucking name on it, with his blood, sweat, tears, and creativity all over that shit, and he ain't getting nothing from it. You know, he got paid on the front end. He probably got paid a couple million off that shit. But, nigga, for them to have the money to offer him $50 million for more seasons, imagine how much motherfucking money they motherfucking ass made off that shit. You know, because, like, my nigga Lieutenant Music said, like, it costs time and money to make that music that you fucking stealing. You know, it costs Dave Chappelle motherfucking time and money, time away from his family. You know, like how he was talking about on the show, like, nigga, I, I, I wake up, I do Chappelle show 18 fucking hours a day. I come home, fuck my wife, say what's up to my kids, go to sleep, and I come back and do this shit again. Like, I'm sure it was strenuous making that fucking show. You know, like, it, it's years out of your life to create a lot of this intellectual property that a lot of these entities are fucking stealing from you because you know like at the end of the day my nigga just like how them motherfuckers was mad at us the consumer for taking their intellectual property you know through these little streaming sites where we was you know downloading all they shit and sharing it like imagine how it gotta feel that a fucking corporate entity is doing the same fucking thing now like them motherfuckers is taking you know your your intellectual property whether that be your music the content you create, the videos that you make, the jokes that you tell, and all of this shit, and they redistributing that shit thousands of times and charging a fucking fee for that shit, and they getting money, and all you got paid was what they gave you the first time just to make that shit. Like, that shit is fucked up. You know, and like I said, nigga, this is the the shit that I think, like, when, when millionaires kill themselves, I think this is the type of shit they be looking at. You know, like when, when Prince got slave written across his motherfucking face, you know, because a, as much money as he was making, it's like, nigga, I don't give a fuck how much I make. If I make five million dollars and I see that your ass made 55 off the five that I got, my nigga, I'm, that ain't nothing fly about that shit, especially when I'm the motherfucker that did all the work. Y'all niggas ain't writing none of these songs. I wrote these motherfucking songs. And for y'all motherfuckers to come through, nigga, and, and, and steal my motherfucking work, that's that bullshit, chief. It ain't nothing cool about that shit. I know that shit hurt like a motherfucker. You know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, as artists, you know, as people. Like, this is why I'm I'm taking such a strong stance to make sure not to fucking stream that motherfucking show. Because it's like, man, I feel you, dog. You know, because like I've I've had conversations and you know the, the the too much game podcast, this shit is small, this shit lightweight, my nigga. Like this just me right now. Like, you know, like I'm I'm under the townhouse media umbrella, you know, shout out to townhouse media and shit. You know, but like I've I've had conversations with my wife and homeboys about this shit. Like, you know, like you you on townhouse media, like, you know, what if you know the the, the too much game podcast blew up and you start making millions of dollars, you know, what if what if being ready did this and, and did that as far as like with the money, you know, and the thing is like, th- this is why me and him fuck with each other so tough because it's like, you know, at, at the time that we doing this shit right now, we just on some homie handshake shit. But like we discussed my nigga, like when it come time to, you know, doll out contracts and split up money, you know, we just gonna have to do that shit on some real nigga shit at the end of the day, you know, and it is what it is. You know, but this is why I'm glad that I'm doing it with my homeboy and not other motherfuckers because I've had opportunities to leave Townhouse Media and do this shit under, you know, motherfuckers who was like promoters and, you know, people who did, you know, podcasts on like a big scale, like who got some some shows that got some recognizable names. But I'm like, nah, especially right now. You know, because like I tell motherfuckers, like with the whole Meg situation and, you know, something that I heard that was like a clause in contracts and sometimes a way that you could get out of contracts, you know, on the on the back end. Like you're um, 
I think they said something about like you could void a contract if it was signed under duress. You know, and I'm like, nigga, at the end of the day, my nigga, like the duress that I would have to use in a lot of these situations is nigga, I'm broke. I might not be broke like nigga, my bills and rent not paid, especially because if you can see this shit on YouTube, Instagram live or any of that shit, nigga, I don't look broke by no stretch. So I wouldn't be able to get away with that shit. But at the same time, like a lot of these motherfucking contractual situations, like a lot of these niggas was in a form of duress. These niggas was low key. And I can't even say fucking desperate, but it's a form of desperation. You know, when a motherfucker hangs some dollars over your head that you ain't never seen before, like that shit put your mind in a desperate space. You know, like that shit is a fucking chess move at the end of the day. You know, and I think that's the reason a lot of motherfuckers end up in fucked up situations. Like even when you do have a lawyer, you know, because a lot of times your lawyer even if it's somebody you trust, you know, like, um, you know, the new normal podcast I talked about, you know, like you can have a lawyer that you trust. But at the end of the day, if your lawyer is telling you, hey, look, man, these motherfuckers offering you, say, 20 million. Right. And your lawyer could tell you they full of shit. Fuck them. 20 million ain't enough. You, my nigga, if you eating top ramen noodles for dinner and, you know, nigga, you you ain't got the best of nothing. You just barely making it. Nigga, all you thinking is, nigga, fuck that. Give me that 20 million. Fuck this bullshit you talking about. Yeah, nigga, my value, yeah, whoop-de-whoop, my nigga, but I need this motherfucking money. You know, and I think that's what's happening to a lot of these motherfucking artists. Like, they getting put in fucking situations that's fucked up because it's money being offered to these motherfuckers that them niggas ain't got no comprehension of. Like, damn, nigga, I ain't never seen $10 million. This nigga offered me $10 million. Even if your shit turn around on the back end and make 500 million you wasn't thinking about that shit at the time all you was thinking about was 10 million that's gonna pay off my house that's gonna pay all my debts and take care of my motherfucking family you know then when you realize how much money got made then your ass feel like you got fucked but you know you ain't think about that shit at the time that you signed this motherfucking contract so you know man at the end of the day man i i, I stand with dave you know, I'm not going to stream that shit. If you fuck with me, you fuck with the fucking Too Much Game podcast, man. Nigga, I, I would say go buy the DVD. But at the same time, my nigga, if you ain't got the DVD yet, number one, you probably fucking up. And number two, instead of buying a DVD, man, go find you one of these motherfucking pirate websites and steal that motherfucker. You know, do, do like I used to do, my nigga. You know, because it wasn't nothing write about this shit but like this is how i used to feel at the time back when i was downloading illegal music i used to be on some shit like man that nigga famous already that nigga don't need my money and i'll download your shit for free like now that i'm doing this episode i feel guilty as fuck because they got stole motherfucking thousands and thousands of songs off of these motherfucking free websites not even realizing you know like my nigga lieutenant music has said my nigga like it's blood, sweat, and tears involved in making that shit. Like, nigga, that, that music ain't easy to make, my nigga. You know, like, that music ain't free to make. You know, they, it, it, it takes a lot of time, creativity, you know, pulling from life experiences, my nigga. At the end of the day, my nigga, your intellectual property is fucking priceless. You know, and that's the thing. Like, you know, when it come to these contracts and, you know, you, you selling your intellectual property for monetary value, your IP is fucking priceless. You know, like this shit that I be talking on this motherfucking show, my nigga, like this shit is, you know, this is the sum of my life experiences spoken into this motherfucking microphone. Like I had to bump my head a lot of goddamn times to get the wisdom to be able to come across and say this shit that I say how I Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I say it. Why y'all say it? You know, like, nigga, this shit is fucking priceless. And at the time right now, I'm not getting paid for this shit. But at the time that it comes for me to get paid, like, nigga, this is shit that I got to keep in mind. Like, you know, watching the, the, the situation happen with Dave Chappelle. You know, watching the situation happen with Joe Button. Like, you know, that that shit is a scary motherfucking thought to think. Like, you know, what what if a motherfucker offered me a crazy ass amount of money or what I think at the time is a crazy ass amount of money? You know, and then I'm like, shit, hell yeah, them niggas talking about offering me $3 million for this shit. I ain't never seen $3 million. You know, and it's like, you know, the, the number one lesson that I learned in this shit is never underestimate your fucking value. You know, like never let a motherfucker put a number on your motherfucking value. You know, if anything, nigga, you need to negotiate your percentage of the fucking royalties on anything that you do. Whether that be motherfucking cracking jokes on fucking Instagram or any of that shit. Like, nigga, if if you gonna pay me for my motherfucking work, nigga, I need to see what them fucking residuals gonna do when it comes to syndication. You know, just like with, you know, shit like popular TV shows, you know, radio shows, just like uh, The Breakfast Club and all that old shit. You know, like a lot of these fucking entities is is getting fucking um, syndicated, you know, where they don't just play it on your network. They play that shit on networks all across the motherfucking country. And you got to say, OK, so what am I getting paid when that shit streams over there? What am I getting paid when you play that shit on that channel? What am I getting paid when after this shit is all said and done and I retire and you're still playing my shit? How much do I get paid when y'all are still playing my shit? You know, like this is something that I was going to put on T-shirts and sweatshirts. And I'm not even going to say that shit into this microphone out loud because I do plan on selling these motherfuckers later. And I don't need nobody to steal my motherfucking IP. Because when I first started my clothing line, Seven Saturdays Clothing, the first thing I did was get a trademark. And that's because I value my IP. Or, you know, I keep on saying IP for the motherfuckers who just tuned in intellectual property. Like intellectual property is very important to me. Because like a lot of times when motherfuckers, as far as like these niggas who say, um, you know, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. Uh, one of those streams of income is intellectual property. You know, whether that be content, you create jokes, you tell music, you make or any of that old shit. That's your intellectual property, you know, property created from your intellect. You know, so like when they came to my clothing line, nigga, the first thing I did was trademark that shit because I don't want nobody stealing my motherfucking name. Seven Saturdays clothing, nigga, that shit was number one. You know, just like with this podcast, like, you know, a, a lot of this shit is like, you know, I, I got to make sure to keep these motherfucking recordings, you know, like I want to write a motherfucking book. Like, it's a lot of shit that I want to do with my motherfucking intellectual property. And it's like, nigga, I got to make sure to protect that shit. You know, a lot of what I'm talking about right here, because, you know, on some real shit, my nigga, I'm literally just freestyling. Like, I didn't write shit. If y'all niggas notice, if y'all watching me, y'all see I ain't look down. Y'all know how I do. Usually I have like a phone in my hand and I'll be looking at my notes and all that good old shit. Nigga, I'm just fucking spitting off the top of the fucking head. I'm just doing this shit. I ain't even know what the fuck I was going to talk about when I turned the mics on on everything. I'm just shooting the shit. But, you know, now that it's all coming together, it's like, man, just protect your motherfucking intellectual property, dog. Like that shit is invaluable. That shit is fucking priceless. Like, you never know where that shit will take you. You never know what you'll be able to do with that shit. You know, so if you get into a situation where you're fortunate enough to have somebody willing to pay you for that shit, nigga, make sure that you look into everything that they offer when they saying that they going to buy something from you. And that's any motherfucking thing that you sell to any motherfucker. You know, that's any agreement that you go into 
with any motherfucking body. You know, like I've been talking about as of recent, the last month or two, you know, always make your expectations and your motherfucking intentions clear. What I expect from you and what I have to offer, you know, and if them motherfuckers don't match up, you know, you got to walk away, my nigga. You know, just like the motherfucking leverage episode. You know, your main form of leverage is the ability to walk away. And if you in a negotiation and them motherfuckers is telling you, oh, well, we don't do that residual shit. We don't pay royalties. Man, get the fuck out of there. Fuck them niggas. Because at the end of the day, my nigga, a lot of the money these motherfuckers going to make, like the lion's share of the money these motherfuckers going to make, is off of what they do in perpetuity. Like, that was one of the things that really caught my ear when Dave Chappelle was talking about his contract situation. That we can use your image and likeness in perpetuity. You know, if y'all motherfuckers don't know what perpetuity mean, Google that shit. You know, it's like perpetual. Like forever. Like recurring. Like over and over and over again. That's perpetuity. Like forever. So whenever the fuck we feel like we want to use Dave Chappelle's name and likeness, we're going to slap it on here. We're going to go do Chappelle show over here. We're going to do a live Chappelle show. We're going to do a fucking Chappelle show cartoon. Like they can use your image and likeness in perpetuity. You know, so it's like certain shit that I see and I hear and it's just like, damn. You know, but I don't like to assume motherfuckers to, you know, be like easily dicked. You know, because like a lot of motherfuckers like, man, you got to get a lawyer, man. You got to do this. You know, it sounds easy as fuck to a motherfucker that's just sitting here with their phone in their hand. You know, because like when I was, you know, doing the episode about Meg's contract situation, you know, the dotted line. You know, it, it, it sounds like common sense to get a lawyer in these contract situations. But that shit ain't always that motherfucking simple because I, I don't think like these niggas just go into contract negotiations by themselves. A room full of lawyers and just me. But the thing is, you know, like Dave Chappelle was talking about as far as like the, the three, the, the game of three car Monty. You think that you have a lawyer that you trust. And you don't even know that he's in line with the motherfuckers who you negotiating against. Them niggas is both shaking hands behind your back to fuck you over. You know, and that's the fucking thing. Like, you know, it's a scary world out here when it comes to, you know, your your intellectual property and protecting it. You know, it's a, it's a lot of motherfuckers out here looking to fuck you over, my nigga. You know, so... You just got to be on the lookout for shit like that. You know, something else that's been going on that I kind of, I don't know. I ain't even going to spend too much time on it. Fucking uh, Roy Jones Jr. versus Mike Tyson. I don't even know if I really want to see the fight because I've been looking at the, um, what you call that shit? Like the 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 parameters, like the the rules, the the stipulations and shit. Like it say it's no knockouts and you know it's it's gonna be eight too many rounds and no winners gonna be declared. So I'm like, so this basically gonna be like a versus of boxing. Like these niggas basically gonna be sparring. Even though like for it to say, like, oh, you know, knockouts aren't allowed. How the fuck you not allowed to knock a nigga out? Like what the fuck y'all gonna do? Wake him up if I knock his ass out? Like, what, am I disqualified if I knock his ass out? Like, it's just too much goofy shit involved in that that I'm just like, man, these niggas, you know, and that's another thing. I think Mike Tyson getting $10 million and Roy Jones Jr. getting $3 million off this motherfucking fight. You know, shout out to them niggas for getting their bag, but I don't know. Like, that shit, just it, it's just a lot of weird shit with that whole situation. So, I'm still going to watch the fight, but I'm not I'm not big excited about that shit. Um, again, I'm over that, but, uh, the Gucci versus Jeezy versus happened, you know, during that whole little time, I really wanted to be doing shows, but, you know, shout out to my guests, you know, shout out to, you know, first and foremost, the Rosie perspective, you know, I had her on the shit, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And then after her, I had, you know, the queen Sharonda from the Q chat podcast, you know, shout out to her, you know, and then. Karen L from the Sayeth Loud podcast, you know, shout out to her. 
you know, I just wanted to do, you know, a couple shows in a row, you know, highlighting my homegirls, you know, the queens, because, you know, like I, I want to make this a space where, you know, we we recognize the greatness of the black woman, you know, like I, I don't want the too much game platform and no way to be associated with with no bitch ass behavior. As far as like niggas who who get on these motherfucking platforms and speak negatively about our women, speak negatively to our women. You know, of course, nobody's perfect. Our women not perfect and we not fucking perfect. So, yes, I'm sure there's things that black women do individually and as a group that a lot of us don't like. But I'm not going to use my platform to highlight that shit. I'm only using my platform to uplift, you know, elevate, make motherfuckers feel good. You know, like just the game that I give to motherfuckers. Like even when I'm calling motherfuckers punk ass bitches and bitch ass niggas, like I'm doing this shit really out of love. Cause if a motherfucker don't love you, they won't correct you. You know, so a, a lot of the shit that I say, a lot of the ways that I say shit, might rub certain people wrong, might make a motherfucker feel a certain way, but at the end of the day, I do it all because I got love for the motherfuckers who are listening to what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, I'm trying to correct you because if I if I ain't fuck with you, I wouldn't correct you. Like, this show wouldn't be this show. Like, nigga, if I didn't give a fuck about my listeners, nigga, I'd just get on this motherfucking crack jokes all motherfucking day because I could do that. Like, if y'all follow my personal Instagram page, nine times out of ten, nigga, I'm on that motherfucker cracking jokes, my nigga. Like, I I enjoy being funny. But I feel like I want to use my platform to help motherfuckers. And that's the reason that, you know, it's too much game. Like, I, I like to give motherfuckers advice. Like, I like to tell real niggas real shit from the perspective of a real nigga. You know, so I do this motherfucking show to... You know, help game motherfuckers up, put niggas up on shit. Like, nigga, you know, let, let, let me let me pull you pull you to the side, my nigga, and tell you some real shit. Because a lot of motherfuckers is game goofy. Like, nigga, the the, the more I walk through this motherfucking life, you know, like I'm 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 38 years old, my nigga. Like the 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 more I, I go through this journey of life, the more I realize a lot of motherfuckers just ain't been taught the right shit, my nigga. A lot of motherfuckers really ain't got no motherfucking game, dog. You know, so like I'm 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 just really getting on this motherfucker to try to put niggas up on some shit that shit nigga that, that I wasn't put up on, really. You know, like it, it's a lot of shit that I wish a motherfucker pulled me to the side and told me growing up. And uh coffee with Kendrick, yeah, I'm from Compton. But um, but yeah, nigga, like the whole reason I do this motherfucking show. It's to put niggas up on game that I wouldn't put up on when I was younger. Shit, it's a lot of motherfuckers older than me who I be giving game to. You know, because a lot of motherfuckers just wasn't giving this shit. My nigga, like, you know, something that I was telling my dad, like, nigga, like, it it was a disconnect between the fucking generations of them niggas born in the 60s from the niggas born in the 80s. You know, because, like, my dad and them, like, niggas that was all, like, older, older niggas, like, they used to tell me, like, yeah, you know, when I was growing up, it used to be older cats that would pull us to the side and mentor us and tell us shit. Nigga, ain't nobody told me shit like that growing up, my nigga. Like, nigga, when I was growing up, my nigga, like, I had, nigga, gangbangers telling me shit. But it was mostly gangbanger shit. And, you know, it ain't no shade to them niggas on some real shit, like, Nigga, them my uncles, my nigga, that's family to me. Them niggas raised me. But at the same time, like, it wasn't like the motherfuckers was telling me to invest in the stock market and no shit like that. Like, the motherfuckers wasn't really telling me, like, yeah, man, you know, you, you want to buy a house, you got to find the right woman. And, you know, like, like shit that you would think a motherfucker older would be telling a younger nigga, like, it was a lot of shit that I wasn't really taught. So I'm like, nigga, let me do my show on some shit like that. Because, like, me, as far as, like, my adult life, that's been, I feel like, my role to younger motherfuckers who I've encountered throughout my life. Whether that be younger cousins, you know, younger neighbors, just little niggas who who look up to me and fuck with me. Anybody who I got any influence over, my nigga, it's always been like, nigga, let me put you up on some game. Let me tell you something that I know that you don't know. 
you know, and this is something that I've been looking for my whole life. My nigga, like, I, I wish I had an older nigga, you know, because, like, I'm the oldest of, like, what, nine or some crazy shit like that? Like, I got a gang of fucking siblings, my nigga. I'm the oldest on both sides. Like, my mom got separate kids and my dad got separate kids. But I'm the first of both of their kids. So I ain't never had no big brother. Like, I got older cousins and shit, but, like, a lot of my older cousins went to prison. Like, the older cousin who I fuck with the most, my cousin Max, like, he went off to college. And after he went to college, like, we kind of separated, especially because, nigga, after he went to college, I got on some whole other bullshit. And I don't see that motherfucker as much as I should. But it's like, I never really had a mentor, my nigga. Like, I just been bumping my head going throughout life. You know, so a, a, a lot of what I talk about on this show is times I've bumped my head, you know, times that I've learned something from somebody because like I always tell motherfuckers, like I don't have enough lifetime to live to make all the mistakes of motherfuckers who I've seen make mistakes because I think I've learned, nigga, 75% of what I know in life, 25% is my own mistakes and 75% is Mistakes that I've watched other motherfuckers make You know so a lot of what I talk about on this motherfucker Is either some shit that I know from first hand experience Or some shit that I've learned from second hand experience Through motherfuckers that I know You know but it's like nigga that's the whole aim of this motherfucker Because nigga I, I got love for motherfuckers who, who listen to this show my nigga Even if you literally listen to this show just to shit on me Even if you tune into this bitch to call me a bitch ass nigga Say I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about I'm incorrect, nigga, as long as you come in this motherfucker, even all the niggas who come into the live and be in this motherfucker, they they pop in for like a second. Like, I see your name pop up, and then you be gone. It'll say live, one person, and then it be gone. It'll say live, 26 people, and then it be gone. Nigga, I appreciate your motherfucking ass just for popping in so I can see your name pop up, my nigga. Like, I appreciate any motherfucker that tune into this shit in any motherfucking capacity because you don't fucking have to. But it's like, nigga, the least I could do is put you up on some shit if you tuned into this motherfucker. You know, and it's like, if if you listening to this shit and you just tuning in and you feel like I ain't giving you no game, I know, my nigga, because I ain't right shit. It's a freestyle, nigga. This is the Black Friday motherfucking freestyle. You know, I think I mentioned Jeezy versus Gucci motherfucking very briefly. But I did kind of want to talk about that shit because I seen a lot of motherfuckers that's Team Gucci. A lot of motherfuckers that's Team Jeezy. And it's kind of fucked up because, you know, I was on Gucci's side. Like, nigga, I'm I'm fully fucking with Goo-Wop on this shit. Like, nigga, I'm, I was Team Gucci 100%. And it's crazy because it's, it's kind of low-key for a hypocritical reason. You know, like, I, I talk a lot about us as black men letting wounds heal. Like, as far as, like, with gangbanging and shit. Like, a lot of the reason that niggas are still out here fucking killing each other, you know, like, I be telling motherfuckers, like, if you a square nigga, you don't understand what's going on as far as gangbanging in L.A. and why it won't stop. You know, because a lot of people feel like, oh, man, you know, y'all just tripping over colors. Why don't y'all just stop killing each other? You know, we all black and, you know, you need to stop killing brothers that look like you. And all that old shit, and I completely get it because I feel the same way. But at the same time, it's like, nigga, how you going to tell me not to shoot at a motherfucker who literally is the reason my brother did, is the reason my cousin did, the reason my daddy did, the reason my best friend did? You know, like a lot of the reason gangbanging will not stop is because, nigga, a lot of these wounds be too motherfucking fresh. And every time it's time for motherfuckers to stop that shit, Somebody get it right back cracking, you know, and back to the whole shit with motherfucking Jeezy and Gucci. Like I was telling motherfuckers, they like, oh, nigga, Gucci mad at some shit that happened 20 motherfucking years ago. But my whole thing is, my nigga, even though that happened, even if it happened 30 years ago, if that nigga Pookie Loke was successful, Gucci would still be dead. Like, nigga, 15 years ago, dead still. Nigga, Tupac got killed in 96, 24 motherfucking years ago, still dead. Nigga, fucking uh, Biggie got killed in what, 97? 23 years ago, still dead. 
So my nigga, like it ain't no fucking statute of limitations on you trying to kill me, my nigga. Like if you tried to kill me, nigga, it it ain't like twenty years past and I'm gonna be alive. I'm still gonna be motherfucking dead. So of course I'm still gonna be fucking mad about you trying to kill me twenty motherfucking years. I don't give a fuck when you tried to kill me. I'm still gonna be motherfucking mad. You know, and, and something I ain't even fucking brought up in argument about this shit. It's motherfuckers who still mad at their parent for leaving out on them 25 years ago, 30 motherfucking years ago. You ain't fucking forg- forgave your daddy for leaving you. So why you think Gucci's supposed to forgive Jeezy for what the fuck he did? Nigga, what Gucci did to Jeezy in that motherfucking battle, that shit was light motherfucking action compared to what I think that nigga really wanted to do. You know, like I, I saluted Gucci at the end for actually being able to perform so icy with that nigga. Because even though, like I said, I, I fully supported him doing what he did. You know, yeah, it was it was low key excessive talking about we smoking on Pookie Low tonight. And, you know, he he was highly disrespectful. But at the same time, my nigga, like. What is disrespect when compared to attempted murder, my nigga? Like you tried to kill me, dog. So after you're dead, like I don't have no sympathy for you, my nigga, because at the end of the day, I could be the motherfucker dead, but I'm not. So fuck you, my nigga. And that's how I feel like Gucci felt, my nigga. If a nigga try to smoke me, my nigga, I I'm not finna respect the dead, my nigga, because the dead didn't respect me when I was alive. Like, no fucking way, my nigga. Like, y'all niggas talking about Gucci being motherfucking disrespectful like that nigga wasn't in his crib trying to kill him. I'm, I don't got nothing negative to say about what Gucci did, my nigga. And as far as the music shit go, nigga, you feel how you feel. Music is fucking subject, subjective at the end of the day. You like it or you don't. I see a bunch of motherfuckers like Jeezy music and it was cool because it really made nerd niggas feel like they was trappers. And shout out to the nerds that like Young Jeezy, my nigga. Like, I like Young Jeezy. There's street niggas that like Young Jeezy. But like I said, my nigga, Young Jeezy is... That nigga made trap music great for the masses. Like, that was Young Jeezy. Young Jeezy was the Nelly of trap music. Like, and I can't say Nelly because it ain't like Nelly, like, bridge the gap. But, like, you know, any motherfucker who makes anything pop, like, uh... The Sugar Hill Gang or some shit like nigga, you made hip hop that made white people want to fuck with it. And I feel like that was Young Jeezy, like Young Jeezy made trap music that the nerds liked. Like that nigga just he just made that mood like all the dorky niggas was feeling like trappers when Young Jeezy was out, you know, like, oh, man, I'm the realest nigga in it. Like, yeah, sure, buddy. Now take your ass to your nine to five and trap nine to five like that. That's the young Jeezy effect, my nigga. And I feel it. If that's your shit, that's your shit. But nigga, don't try to speak on the whole Gucci shit because a lot of niggas, they ain't even been in them situations, my nigga. Like you don't know what it's like to have a nigga shooting at you specifically. Like for any nigga to say get over it and a nigga try to kill me, my nigga, I'm not over shit. Fuck him, fuck you, fuck his homies, fuck everybody who fuck with that nigga. You tried to murder me, my nigga. You tried to make me be dead. You wanted you wanted me to be away from my kids, my siblings, my parents, all my friends. Like, you wanted to put me underground, dog. Forever, my nigga. Death forever. Death ain't fucking temporary, my nigga. Death ain't 20 years, nigga. Death is forever. So how long am I going to be mad? Forever, nigga. How long is we beefing? Forever, nigga. You know, so for young Jeezy to fucking bury the hatch and all that, because he's oh, that nigga was excessive. That was, that was too much. Nigga, for me to be in a room with you without smoking your motherfucking ass, nigga, you're blessed. Because, nigga, Gucci ain't no bitch ass nigga. I feel like Gucci would have did his motherfucking thing if them niggas would have ran into each other years later. But, you know, he a good nigga for that shit. You know, so salute the motherfucking Gucci, nigga. Because he, he a good nigga. Niggas talking about, oh, Young Jeezy better than me. I wouldn't let that nigga say that shit, nigga. You the motherfucker who put the hit out. 
But like I keep telling motherfuckers, nigga, Young Jeezy ain't motherfucking built like that. Nigga, Young Jeezy do not want to be put in no motherfucking octagon, no small motherfucking area where Gucci could get his hands on him. Because Jeezy ain't motherfucking built like that. Like, and that's the thing that motherfuckers don't understand. Like, niggas who are not from the motherfucking streets love to have these opinions on what the fuck goes on in the streets. And your ass don't understand that shit. Like, that shit, that's not your lane, my nigga. That's not your fucking element. So why the fuck are you, why are your opinions so strong on that shit just because you live in a city where crime happens, my nigga? If you ain't never been involved in the crime, shut the fuck up. Like, you can't speak on that shit, my nigga. Like, don't talk about street shit if your ass ain't never been in the streets. You ain't never been from a set. You ain't never sold no dope. You ain't never been to jail. You ain't never shot nobody, been shot at. None of that shit. Shut the fuck up. Y'all don't know what the fuck these niggas got going on between each other. Because it's real shit. It's not rap shit. It ain't like, oh, that nigga said that line in a song, but you mad 20 years later. Fuck a song. That nigga literally tried to give me smoke, my nigga. You know, because just like with the motherfuckers who said... Oh, well, that wasn't really Young Jeezy who did that. Young Jeezy didn't put the hit out. My nigga, Young Jeezy said, I got 10 bands for a nigga to bring me his chain. Once you said that, you activated the streets, my nigga. You made street niggas say, oh, word, 10 bands for a chain? I'm going to get that shit. Like, nigga, whether you knew it or not, you put a hit out on that nigga. And that's what I'm telling motherfuckers that don't understand. Like, y'all niggas don't get how the streets work, my nigga. You put out a motherfucking bounty on this nigga head. So any fucking feelings he got towards you or the motherfucker who tried to execute that bounty is justified. Even 20 years later. Because if that nigga killed Gucci, Gucci would still be dead. 20 years later. So it ain't no fucking statute of limitations on how a nigga feel about a motherfucker trying to kill him, dog. And this is why a lot of niggas need to shut the fuck up when it come to that shit. Because y'all niggas don't know. Y'all niggas ain't never been shot at. Y'all ain't never had a motherfucker literally trying to kill you personally. A lot of niggas whole fucking street shit is I was at a party and a nigga started shooting in the air or shooting at the fucking ground or some shit like that. But you ain't never had a nigga shooting at you specifically. They was trying to hit you specifically. They knew it was you when they seen you and wanted to smoke you. Nigga, you ain't finna be like, oh, that was 20 years ago that nigga was shooting at me. I'm over it. Nigga, please. You gonna want that motherfucker buried, dog. You not finna get over that shit, my nigga. Like, and that's the fucking thing. A lot of motherfuckers don't even understand how this shit came about. Like my nigga Eric Devante said, he don't even know how the beef started. A lot of niggas don't. A lot of niggas think it's like some fucking Drake and Pusher T bullshit. Like they think it's some fucking Jay-Z and Nas. Oh, fuck your girl. Oh, I, I made a better song than you. I don't like you because you from Atlanta too. No, nigga. Like a motherfucker tried to kill a nigga. You know, so y'all niggas talking about, well, just like Young Jeezy. Tried to get Gucci killed. Gucci killed his homeboy. Nigga, fuck his homeboy. Nigga, once you try to once you try to smoke me, fuck you. Nigga, I'm not finna forgive your ass no motherfucker 20 years later because you wasn't successful because I killed you. Nigga, I'm nigga dancing, pissing on your grave. Cause you tried to kill me, motherfucker. Just cause you wasn't fucking successful. I'm supposed to fucking feel sorry for you. No, fuck you. Nigga, you was trying to smoke me. It wasn't like a nigga smoked this homie on accident. Or like young Jeezy homie was sitting somewhere on a fucking curb and Gucci man ran up and smoked him, nigga. He was trying to kill Gucci. So fuck out of here, my nigga. Like I'm I'm not I'm not with all that we gotta be respectful bullshit. We could be respectful because we wasn't there. But as far as motherfucking uh what my nigga Gucci on, nah my nigga, you you could be as disrespectful as you want to be. That nigga tried to smoke your motherfucking ass. We not finna go there. We not finna do that shit. Hell no. That shit all the way out, my nigga. You you could be as disrespectful as the fuck you want to, my nigga. I'm I'm standing with my nigga Gucci, my nigga. Burr. But uh I done did my hour, my nigga. I'ma drop the mic on that shit. If you would like to support us financially, it is patreon.com slash townhouse media. Town E House Media. Support all the Townhouse Media podcasts. 
Friday nights, 9 p.m. Seriously, not another podcast with Ben Ready, the motherfucking super producer, King Tuh. You know, he gonna be doing the motherfuckers whenever the fuck he feel like it on Fridays, 9 p.m. Now that I think about it, that nigga should be going on in about 40 minutes and shit. He said he gonna do his show early today. So y'all motherfuckers go check out the fucking Seriously Not Another Podcast. Uh, Tuesdays, Talk Flirty Tuesday, uh, the Talk Flirty Podcast with just Nikki. Uh, you know, anytime Tuesday, early Tuesday, late Tuesday, mid-Tuesday, she gonna be on that motherfucker. So be on the lookout for the Talk Flirty Podcast on Tuesdays. Also Tuesday, uh, 6 p.m., the Sports For You Podcast with... Mark John Watson and Nick motherfucking Freeze My favorite sports podcast and shit Them niggas know what the fuck they talking about They gonna be live on YouTube and Facebook Check out the Sports For You podcast Sports number four Letter U podcast uh, Wednesdays, hump days And never be the same motherfucking No Rules podcast With Mark and Ill Will Also live on Facebook and YouTube Live at 5pm Pacific time on Wednesdays Y'all look for them motherfuckers Sundays, the Cat vs. Dog podcast with myself, Young Dolomite, and my co-host CJ, Chelsea Perry, the celebrity of Townhouse Media, uh, 3 p.m. live at Pacific Time, live at 5 Houston Time, you know, we do our motherfucking shit every Sunday, uh, and of course, if you hear, you already know, man, the Too Much Game podcast, Fridays, usually I'm trying to do these motherfuckers at 6 p.m. Pacific, but... I get to this shit when I get to this shit, my nigga. But you know, thanks everybody for supporting every motherfucker who come into the Instagram live, every motherfucker who share, listen, motherfucker, put it on your story, put it on your post. You know, shout out to all y'all motherfuckers. You know, follow me on Instagram at Uncle Dolomite. You know, Uncle spelled like Uncle D O L E M I T E. Um, at Too Much Game Podcast on Instagram. At Young Dolomite on uh, Twitter, even though I ain't on that shit. Y-U-N-G-D-O-L-E-M-I-T-E. You know, at Too Much Game Pod, number one on fucking Twitter. You know, find me on all streaming platforms, YouTube. Uh, leave a like, comment, whatever the fuck you gotta do, you know, to get my numbers up and all that good old shit. But, um, I think that's it, man. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Too Much Game. a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.